Welcome to the Gold Coast Builders Association Builders Spotlight. News you can use and news discovered to help grow your business and move our home builders industry forward. No matter if you're a builder, an associate, or a home buyer or seller, this news is for you. Let's find out who is in the Builder Spotlight today with your host, Sam Yates. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Gold Coast Builders Association Builders Spotlight. I'm your host, Sam Yates with Yates & Associates Public Relations and today I have a brother in the industry as my special guest. Darren Says is the CEO of Peak 7 Advertising. Darren, welcome to the program. Nice to have, nice to be here. You know, I, I say that as an introduction because there is a mutual respect. Uh, we both know it is not easy to change with the process and do the jobs that uh, we have been doing for many, many years, and you have been doing yours for 25 plus. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I started off uh, as an illustrator at NASCAR when I was 18 years old, morphed that into a, a job down here in Boca Raton, Florida, that later turned into a creative peak seven advertising in 99, so I was 25 years old this month, and uh, was fortunate enough to be in the works, uh, bumped into some builder developers in you know, mid-90s, Transeastern Homes was the first kind of foray into builder development world. And that's actually my introduction into Gold Coast Builders Association and start doing marketing and building and development with them. And it's kind of grown since then. It's always been at least 50% of our volume over all these 25 years with the little asterisks of 2008 to 2011, right? We all absolutely years. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of been a really nice run and, uh, you know, kind of built it up into a nice little setup. We have everything in-house. It's great. And love the building industry. I think it drives America. So that's just my own personal preference. And I love development. And spoken like a true professional. And one of the reasons that you are here, the reason, uh, is because you are a constant winner whenever it comes to the awards that are given out by the GCBA, the Gold Coast Builders Association, PRISM Awards. And uh, if I had to look at the list and just start reading the list, I would be here reading and reading and reading, but you are a prolific winner of the PRISM Awards. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a cool night to, to participate in the PRISM Awards. Like I said, it's been going on. We've been participating since uh, late 90s. And uh, like I said, there's those gaps in between them when the market got a little wacky. But it's a good recognition thing. The team enjoys it when they get the awards and they see that. And, you know, I think this year we won nine, last year we won six. And everything from branding, creative, video, all the way down to integrated marketing. Um, it's a good recognition thing. It's good to see everybody out dressed up uh, in the industry. And even though it's not my space, I always like to hear the best remodel for a kitchen over a million dollars and all these other categories that they have, which is pretty uh, rewarding just in general. And like I said, it employs so many people. So that's part of the, the part of it as well. You know, and one of the things that uh, I noticed when I looked at your website is, you're not just a PRISM Award winner. Your business wins awards, hundreds of them. Yeah, so the PRISM Awards are very niche, obviously, to the building industry and to this region. Uh, you can later you can go on and win, you know, at uh, FHABA and all those other different awards. But we also enter international awards. So in GCBA, if there's, you know, several hundred entries or something like that, we enter some that have 25,000 entries, uh, whether it's the Neptune Awards, which is very specific to the marine industry, uh, which we're very, very prolific in as well. 
and uh, the W3 awards, which is just straight website development. That's an international award. Now these you submit and it takes 10 months before you ever hear if you won or you didn't win, um, as well as the Summit Awards, the Davy Awards, those are all international design awards as well. And some of the GCBA stuff does win, the builder stuff. So it's not like it's just a local yokel GCBA, it's legit G, uh, the PRISM Awards, right? So they can go on and win other major awards, which is cool. And I'm glad you said that because uh, what I see in some of the awards from PRISM that you have won are just outstanding. You know, I, I know in the industry what is good and what is not. And your awards, your projects are great. You do a good job. From your vantage point, though, let's turn that around. What, from your vantage point, makes that award so special when you do it, when you put it together? What are the components? Even as far as what's the uh, reward on our side of it? You know, because yes. like some of the projects we have maybe take up to eight or ten people involved, right? So... The question is like, hey, what's your favorite award? Like your favorite child, right? Yeah. I grew up on a creative branding guy. So all the branding and creative awards, I definitely love. And to your point about like, it looks outstanding. We try to only enter the good stuff, right? We have a lot of stuff that's great, but we always try to like, okay, I think this could win because it's unique or has a niche. But when you have something like uh, the Integrated Marketing Award, that's a big deal because it uses three or four departments inside the office. And, you know, I hate to say I'm the old guy, but I've been doing it for so long now, it's more rewarding for me to showed my team, take the pictures back and say, hey, look what you won. And I bring several team members to the Prism Awards, which is always a, a night out for them as well and rewarding there. But uh, listen, it's bragging rights. You know, it's like anyone, you know, there's all kinds of awards out there and some are great, some are amazing and some are, you know, mid-level, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, especially for our clients, when they say, wow, they've they've won a ton of awards. This, this agency is amazing, right? Regardless of the award, so it's definitely uh, helps from a marketing standpoint, but you also got to market it afterwards. You got to let people know, you know, the joke in advertising agency world is you, you do 10% work and 90% of the time you tell your clients what you've done, right? That's why it's a joke. So. Well, it's, that's the way to fill the pipeline. From you, let's, let's talk marketing for a moment. Uh, obviously you have a, a pulse on it or else you wouldn't be uh, as successful as you are today, but the marketing world is changing. How, how do you see it changing? Well, what's interesting is, you know, back in the day when we started, it was TV, uh, radio, and print newspaper magazine ads. That was it. And the cliche of the advertising industry then and today was 50% works and 50% doesn't. Just no one knew which half worked. Um, and you would run the ad. I remember it distinctively. You run the ad. It comes out on a Friday real estate section or the Saturday real estate section. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're monitoring traffic to see, hey, well, who came into the sales center? Did used to be bring this ad in. You know, the radio would be like, hey, mention this radio spot, right? All that type of stuff is out the window, at least in, I'm talking this specific vertical for builder developers. Right. Um, and that it all switched to digital, right? Over the last 10 years. And which, by the way, is a little behind the industry. Automotive switched before that and other industries switched before that. Um, but the challenge that you have now is it's such metric-driven advertising marketing, you can't come up for air, right? And it, it goes for both sides, agency side and client side. That is the stress that everyone has because it's all cost per lead. Well, then where is the lead? Is the lead quality? Did the lead convert into an appointment? Did they visit the sales center? Did they convert into a sale? Tracking it all the way down line, you can do that now on digital. And so that's been huge now. As more sophisticated it gets with the, like, the opportunities you have, all the different channels, TikTok and everything else, the more challenging it gets for staffing, right? Because you have to have more sophisticated people. Like we just acquired our latest uh, talent. 
which I specifically sought out someone that worked inside of Google paid search for three years. And it brought them in as one of our directors because the sophistication of all that has gotten overwhelming. It, it literally, you know, they make it easy. Like I could do my own Facebook campaigns or own Google. And this isn't me being self-serving, like you should hire an agency. It's just saying it's GA4 comes out. It really evolved into something way more significant. And um, so, yeah, it's completely different. Now your, the numbers and what you discuss with clients is completely different than what you did before. And won't go into the, the you know, you'd ask questions about what it looks like. Branding is the casualty, in my opinion, of the digital space. Because yep. right now, if you if if someone wants to do a branding campaign, right? And there's a there's a cliche uh, comic I think I shared with you that says, you know, I want to do a branding campaign. And the agency says, What do you really want to do? I want to do branding. And the agency says, What do you really want the campaign to do? We need sales, correct. You need leads, right? Because that's what happens is, is when you have uh, performance-based lead generation, which is 99% of everybody. And it doesn't matter what vertical. We manage millions of dollars a month in paid search. It doesn't really matter the vertical. Um, is that when you say branding, you have to do a separate budget to that because it will skew your cost per lead and metrics on your performance-based advertising, which screws everybody up. But the flip side, if someone says, hey, do you think we should do a billboard for this new community coming out, right? Um, the flip side is, I love outdoor advertising marketing. To me, you get 300,000 cars going by 95 and looking at it every day. You can't beat it. But at the end of the day, I got to prove the value. And if it's $7,000 a month and your average cost per lead is, let's just use $100, that's 70 leads. And if you convert 70 leads into XYZ appointment percentage and percentage of appointments turn into sales, that's what you're fighting against. And you have to sell that to the client but if they want to do a branding model. So- not to ramble on, but that's that's it's evolved significantly. Uh, yeah, I'm heartened to hear that you too also still believe in uh, outdoor advertising, uh, and it doesn't all have to be digital outdoor advertising. Uh, I've I've seen billboards, and we've placed billboards out in the middle of nowhere, but it was for a specific market, whether it be uh, urgent care center in that region or even farmers with uh, farm implements. Uh, outdoor advertising still is a, a powerful medium. And and uh, to hear you say it, it, uh, it validates that uh, what I've been saying to some of the clients for a while, that outdoor advertising, it, it really isn't going to go away. It's going to be there. Yeah, well, they're not taking the boards out. I personally don't love the digital billboards as no. much as I do. I like to get straight billboards and pay the additional cost because that rotator to me is, not that, not that we don't do them, but it's a budget thing, obviously. Um, but yeah, I prefer to... Uh, um, to have the standard uh, billboards up there. But what's interesting is people don't realize there are parallels. When you buy a billboard, right? Or when you look at some of these things, there's only one marketing platform that is a paid performance and that's Google paid search, right? Your ad can show up a thousand times. If no one clicks it, you don't pay. All the other platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, and your billboard is all a per thousand price. Okay, so you when you look at billboards and they tell you how many impressions or how many cars go by there a day, you're essentially buying a per thousand model on a billboard purchase. Okay, so Facebook is the same way. Now we sell it as, hey, your average cost per lead from Facebook will be X or Instagram will be Y because we convert it out for you. But at the end of the day, you're buying impressions just like you put an ad in a magazine. You buy, you pay the ad no matter what. If no one calls you, you still bought the magazine ad. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, et cetera. 
Google is not. Google is, hey, I'm looking for this right now, which is why typically Google ads across all platforms is usually a higher quality lead because they're in the market there. They're looking for you. You're not trying to push it to them. Um, but I always joke that the billboards is the same model as Facebook, right? The difference is, is build, the billboard, you have complete control over who's seeing it and where it is because you see it. It's right there. Whereas on Facebook, you know, you got the algorithm and everything, which is good, but it is a per thousand purchase model. Yep, it is. And, and interesting, uh, earlier you said you had worked on getting the newest edition, the newest employee into your fold, and uh, that person is a Google person. So fair to say that you think Google is going to be uh, a big boom as far as uh, where we all should be looking in the future. Google is, for right now, is not going anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Again, it has that model down to a science, okay? Yep. Um, and that's why I always joke with people that, you know, they, they sell the vocabulary, right? I mean, let's face it, and it's a bidding war. So it's a piece of a pie. If a certain term has, you know, a million searches a month on it, and however many people are bidding, they're all bidding on that million search component. But all of them have good usage, right? Mm -hmm. uh, depend on the product and the model. Like some verticals we have, Facebook doesn't work at all. Other yeah. verticals we have, uh, Facebook is great and Google is just too costly, right? Too competitive or their budget isn't enough to make a difference. And, you know, you have to spend hundreds of millions of dollars with Google to get even a slight uh, leverage with them because they've all eliminated their reps, right? Um, but yeah, so Google, listen, it's a machine. The algorithm is getting even better. We actually, um, there's a thing called offline conversion import, OCI that yeah. Google does, and it basically ties Google into your CRM, so it's using first-party data for performance. So if you have a CRM and you rank your uh, leads, which is excellent, mm -hmm. it'll see a five-star lead versus a one-star lead compared to the campaigns and the algorithm that we're running, and it'll automatically uh, adjust to get more of the five-star lead quality. That's huge. It's using AI to kind of generate all that content. When a client first comes in, whether it be home builder or whomever in, in whatever industry, is there an intake process where you look to see what they need, what they want, and then give them recommendations? Or have you had clients come in and say, I don't care. This is specifically what I want to do and what happens in, in those two scenarios? Yeah, you have them in both. <clears throat> the flip side is, uh, like we said, we always claim to be a performance agency on the digital side. And that if they come in with unrealistic expectations, we would just move on from them because it doesn't really pay for anyone. It's going to, they're going to fire you eventually. So, and usually it comes in, we don't do any media markup, you know, so they pay the media directly. So if I say, hey, you should spend, you know, we're retainer based. So if our retainer is X, it doesn't really matter what your digital spend is. You know, like we give a huge range from 5,000 to 50,000 a month. Our retainer is the same that the, um, the performance on the ads has to work. And I always tell the joke is on paid search, not using Facebook, uh, not Facebook and Instagram, but I'm saying on Google paid search, we joke that you'll come to us and want to spend more money, right? Because if it's working, there has to be an ROI, 100%. Right. And if it's working, you spend more money. It's just that simple, you know? Yeah. And, and as, as I'm making comments and, and giving you know, feedback here, I have to let our audience know that uh, my side of it, we do public relations, which is image and, and other things, but we we do sometimes tiptoe across those lily pads in the pond uh, that are in the same area that you are. And it's uh, it's amazing. Both industries are changing and will continue to change. 
which brings up the question of AI. I, I know that in our business, we gently embrace it because it's uh, it's also something that, that we're watching very, very closely. Uh, advertising, total marketing side, same thing? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> what it mainly is doing is it's aggregating tons and tons of data, right? Now, AI in our space has already been out there on the major platforms that you use, right? Now, over the last year, it's become super trendy, kind of like crypto, if you use crypto, right? If you use yeah. So it's been very, very trendy in that it's forward thinking. You got the apps on your phone now. You can then generate images. You can do all kinds of searches, chat GPT, all that type of stuff. But it's been out there. Um, but what it's now, it's made it more accessible for a lot of people to use it to aggregate and cr uh, crunch data. And you, you know, if you watch the NFL and they have the AWS, the Amazon uh, data cruncher, that's all AI, just crunching data on the fly. It's pretty impressive, which really wasn't accessible, you know, years ago. So yeah, it is, and it's mainly to ensure that you're targeting the market that you want. That is by far what AI is doing. I mean, task-driven, sure, it does help that. But it is trying to figure out, hey, how do we market to these people that you're trying to get to get the best performance for your campaigns? That's that's where AI is going. And there's big data aggregators out there. Mm -hmm. uh, so now you can take one data set, send it to another company that kind of like rinses the data and gives it back to you. And then you run ads to that data set. That's a lot of stuff that we do as well. well that's That's impressive. Your team. Give us some highlights of the people on your team. So, you know, as far as we have multiple segments, right? So we have the art department with four full-time art directors. We have digital and paid search, which has six, seven people in there. Um, social media, which we can talk about why I love to hate social media. Um, there's two to three full-time people in there. And then on three full-time developers that are true developers, not just website hacks that are just building templates. They're full-on developers. Uh, I just make the joke that if we don't sell a website for the whole year, we still have a full development department just because of the the marketing integrations. That's right. Yeah. And uh, because tracking everything is key, but it's got to be actually built to be tracked all the way through to the end user, to the customer knowing where that lead came from and what ad gave it to them. Now, Peak7 is one of your companies. You actually have several companies. Yeah. So about 10 years ago, we spun off peak events because every builder kept asking us to do events and it was bogging down the agency. So we spun off um, the event company. And so I, actually in the next two months, we'll do nine events or 10 events, West Coast and East Coast. We do both sides of Florida. And it's specifically almost all exclusively builders, right? Whether it's a broker grand opening or, or a grand opening, a broker event. We just had one last night for 250 people up in Palm Beach. Um, so we have peak events, Bigfoot Web we acquired um, in early 2022 out in Denver. So it's a market that we want to kind of exercise a little bit more. There's a big real estate market out there. We have done a little work out there. And we also have a, a Luma agency out of Miami, which specializes in franchise marketing we acquired in 2022 as well. So it's kind of the, the scope. But it sounds awesome, but it's a little bit of brain damage, but it's working. What's the future hold for you? More acquisitions. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, more acquisitions. And listen, in the building industry, the consolidation for an agency like us is you know, prior to 2008, we were all the mid-level builder type stuff, right? 2008 happens and we did a lot of um, towers in downtown Brickell, Miami. 2008 happens, everything goes quiet for a couple of years. The first call we get is Lennar, then it's Kahov and a bunch of other big nationals. And that's how we kind of came back. But the 2008 world wiped out so many of the mid-level builders that it isn't like there's a ton of uh, these mid-level builders out there with three or four 
nice projects going at one time. There's only a handful of them left and the rest are all the bigs and, and they all fight for the land. So it's so for the future for us, obviously, we want to expand into other markets on the real estate side. Uh, we already do have a footprint in some other areas, but that, you know, specific to the GCBA world, that that's kind of our focus. But where our sweet spot is that that builder that has three or four projects going, whether it's uh, multifamily or uh, a tower or single family homes and stuff like that. Now, I would bet it's safe to say that you're already thinking and your team is already thinking this would make a great entry for PRISM. Uh, some things are already underway, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we always know, like, we do some things like, man, that's sick. We just, we know we're going to win awards. And like I said, keep my, it's beyond PRISM, right? So some people right. think, well, PRISM's just local. But the the Pine Rockland stuff that we won for won national awards also. That same brochure did and a couple of the videos that we had done for um, Will Strong Development and stuff like that, they won on a national scale. So I always like to let people know that it may be a local a, award show, but it's it's a pretty grand scale. We've covered a good bit of information. We know about the organization. We know about you. We know some other prism and other awards are coming. Anything that we didn't touch on that you want to make sure we leave with our audience? Um, well, you know, from a from a builders association standpoint, right? I know this is a podcast for them. Is and then you and I had mentioned it before. Is the reason I support the GCBA at the scale that I do is uh, I love the fact that it's political side, right? And what it does for builders and just simple changes and law changes. And there's been a lot of great people on the PAC committee and stuff like that in GCB over the years that have made monumental changes in, in the code and stuff like that for builders. There's already enough impact fees for every house getting built up there, but it could have been a lot more if it wasn't for advocates like the GCBA and stuff like that, you know, keeping and monitoring it. So I just, to plug that, that's, people think it's, oh, I'm going to join there and members doing business with members. Yeah, it is. But it's, it's a way bigger picture of what it actually also alters and adjusts for contractors as well as builders. They just don't really see it sometimes. Excellent point. Darren says, Peak 7, I want to thank you very much for being here on the program with us today. And before I, again, uh, wrap the program up one more time, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, they could just email me at darren at peak7.com. That's D-A-R-R-E-N at peak7.com, all spelled out. And, uh, you know, I'd say call the office, but the reality is we no one really ever answers the phone anymore in the office. It's all electronic nowadays. Yep. Good to have you here on the program. I hope that about this time next year, uh, we will be able to sit down and talk of even more awards that you have won. I appreciate you being here today. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Thank you. And that's going to wrap up another episode of the Gold Coast Builders Association Builders Spotlight. We love talking about our members. Darren is an outstanding member and a winner. So until our next episode, have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Gold Coast Builders Association Builders Spotlight. If you have a guest or news you would like to have featured here on Florida's number one podcast for builders, contact your GCBA podcast host, Sam Yates. The Gold Coast Builders Spotlight podcast, building relationships, one podcast at a time. Have a wonderful day, everybody.